0: the summer skate studios this is college hockey coast to coast brought to you by the nchc and nchc.tv subscribe now for the action for the best conference in college hockey university of georgia building the foundations of something bigger go to ugahockey.com to find out how you can be a part of it both on and off the ice summer skates Shower shoes and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team at Summerskates.com. Adrian college championship aspirations on the ice and in the classroom. For more information, go to Adrian bulldogs.com D one. Caesars entertainment resorts and casinos from coast to coast and beyond wherever you need to be. Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Central Oklahoma university. Go to ucohockey.com to follow the two-time ACHA M1 champions. Look to add that third championship banner to the rafters. The Spaghetti Shack, ASU alumni owned and operated at Shack.com. Oklahoma University, 20 years of the action you crave, only faster at ouhockey.net. The Caesars Sportsbook app, where every play earns you Caesars rewards towards dining tickets vip experiences and more jesse ray's barbecue award-winning barbecue for your next catered event at jesse dot com. college hockey coast to coast from the summer skate studios is a part of the ice time hockey west.com network you're your hosts scott strandy and paul hornstein
1: all right welcome in hockey fans anywhere that may be listening tonight on the Podbean app live scott strandy with you tonight from beautiful santa anna slash newport beach slash laguna beach california my co-host as always paul hornstein joining me from that big beautiful estate out on long island new york paul how are things out on the island tonight
0: um a lot better and it was not a good day for me um than it was for uh, Team USA at the Gretzky-Helenka Cup.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I was looking at uh, some of the results, and I was saying, um, yeah, this isn't really the way it was set up to go. Uh, Chechia, again, jumped all over them and uh, never let up, did they?
0: Uh, I, first of all, As as I watched the game, and this is kind of the uh, the the you know NHL Network showing the games from the one of the TSN Canadian feeds, so you know it's not you know so first of all, it brings the productions better, so um, but. The, um, it started off with their, like, their opening with the USA Redemption Tour. Like, okay.
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah, right. Right,
0: you know, uh, I guess they're basing that off the Five Nations Cup from last year. Um, right, because this is, a lot of these guys were on those teams. Right, from the Gretzky-Holinka. Correct, yeah, correct. Um. And uh I mean I'm kinda like, okay, that's an interesting way to do this, but you know, it is what it is. Um and I am like, okay, this this has got a chance to be to be decent here. Um, you know, it's always first of all, USA dressed in those nice uh replica Lake Placid type uniforms there. Except for the stupid sneaker logo, but that's Neither here nor there. (laughs) That's another whole topic of conversation. Um, They did have the nice little badge in the other corner. Kind of a throwback to the 60 teams. That's fine, you know. Um, All right, the game starts out very uneven, right? As you would imagine, all-star teams, the whole routine, very uneven. Um, I don't want to say either team had an advantage, but... uh, Chechia scores first, right? Um, uh, Caleb Heil had a, had a pretty decent first period, uh, but Achechia scores first. And by the way, um, somebody in, in, in the building needs to figure out how to keep the goals on the pegs. Oh, it was one of gotten, those games. Was it? I yeah, didn't it see it. Games. So no, no, so let no I me get see. it. I, I understand. And I'm not just talking about it on one side. I mean, it happened on both ends. Like, okay, guys, I understand that. That you know, it's not three feet down into the ice like it used to be in the '70s. But come on, if you're gonna play this kind of tournament, there, get it, get it right. Um. So the, the Chechians score first. And um uh, uh, Team USA even kills off most of you know, kills off a, a five on three in the first period. Caleb Hile makes a couple of big saves, uh, keeps it one nothing. Right. Um it wasn't exactly a full two minutes of five on three, but it was about a minute fifty. All right. Um. then Team USA comes out in the second period, starts to play much better. They're, 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 like I said, nobody was dominating. But the U.S. started to play a little bit better. Um. One of the California kids, and there's a lot of them on this team, as we mentioned, um, ties the game 1-1.
1: Does that California kid have a name, or just the Trevor California Trump. kid?
0: <laughs> well, there's a lot of them on this team, so you know. Um, <laughs> so,
1: doesn't he have a name? <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, they only
1: scored two goals. There must be must be able to say yeah, who I those know. two goal scorers were.
0: Yeah, no, I get it. Um, uh, Arabutella. Eero Butella? I don't know how to pronounce that first name. E-E-R-O. It looks like Eero Butella uh, scored the other U.S. goal. uh, And Connolly got an assist on that one. But um, anyway, the U.S. ties a score at one. And about 20 seconds later, a couple of dumb plays, a couple of unnecessary physical plays, gives the Chechians a second. Five on three advantage. This one for a few minutes. And it was and it was game over at that point. Um has got two goals on those five on threes. The first one at about ten seconds after the first penalty after the penalty started. Um and that's despite the fact that Caleb Hile was, was was playing well. And uh, the US made it three to two late in the in, in the second period. But um, the the third period was it was all Chechia.
1: Okay. And, this sounds this an is, awful
0: lot, like what I saw at
1: the five nations from Chechia, USA, USA did try to make it a game uh, it was, in yeah, Colorado, but, but uh, it, it still was the same way. There was really, uh, you, you started thinking about, there was really no doubt who, who was going to win the game.
0: Well, uh, there was doubt, really, until the start of the third period. Especially once the U.S. made it 3-2. to two. You're like, okay. That's, that's you know, they're going to come out and win a period. You got a shot to win the game. But the U.S. came out and turnovers. And uh, looking really like an all-star team. Much more so than the Chechians. And we know what happens with all-star teams. They they don't always come together right away. Problem for the U.S. is you better cut you, you, you. If 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 you're gonna come, you know, you don't have a choice. There's three games and three nights, or in this case, three days in our time zones. So,
1: so let me ask you this because you brought up two very good points. So, before you go on any further, let me ask you about these two points you brought up. An all-star team. Does that mean that uh, the coaching staff uh, brought together a group of guys that maybe they should have looked for a little more grit, heart and soul, um, third-liners, fourth-liners, grinders? You you pick up the term. Did did they pick up the right roster? And secondly on that is uh, where does this put them now? Uh, squarely behind the eight ball even after one game because you just brought it up. There's not any time to waste here. Um, So where do they go from here? How do they put it together after losing your first game right away?
0: Well, first of all, I don't know if I would say. need a cough button on these things. Um <laughs> there is one. I know I did mute it. Um turn your microphone,
1: just push the button I down. It, I did it, I did it, I did it,
0: I did. Um I don't want to sit here and say there was one thing or one aspect that you could point to. Um maybe uh a little more speed. Well, but I mean, the Chechens just looked like they'd played together more. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's exactly what I said last year in Colorado, in Colorado Springs, at Ed Robeson Arena. I said these th- these two teams look um, like they, they can't match up with each other. Like uh, Chechias is a team that, that has a bunch of guys that play together and work hard and are fast and quick and skilled, and the uh, T is a bunch of all stars. That maybe oh, don't have the shutdowners. I See, mean, it's like I was telling you, Paul. In the, I don't,
0: I don't want to sit here and, I don't want to sit here and make it sound like the U.S. players didn't work hard. I, I, I can't tell that.
1: From no, 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 no. You're missing my point. I did not say oh, yeah, the that they did not work hard. I said, what they are is a bunch of very skilled players. And sometimes to win a championship, um, i.e., go look at your 1980 gold medal winning team. There were grinders. There were third liners. There were guys that bought into the third and fourth line. There were guys that bought into checking. Uh, last year, when I left Ed Robeson Arena, I said, I don't know that this U.S. team bought in. And I was hoping that uh, that... When they came back this year, as they are, that there would be some changes that they would look at it and go, "Okay, we can't play this way again, especially not against Chechia, because they they're going to keep coming at you in waves and you better find somebody that can check and somebody that can, um, you know, block shots and, you know, and then you better capitalize on your your specialty teams and you better capitalize on your top two lines. And well, that's what uh that's what they had a problem with.
0: Well, the US definitely did not capital. I mean they they got a power play goal. I think one of the the, the second goal was a power play goal. I don't know where the heck my notes went. Um looking for him to The dog ate on. him. No, I very well could have. I mean, my dog <laughs> eat anything. You just use that
1: as truck. an excuse. The dog ate him.
0: I know, but he's probably about to bark uh to be <laughs> let out the door. And I don't know if he's oh, no, he he made it. Okay um are you, you know, outside by the way or are you uh... No, i thought it again <laughs> but then i'm looking like what am i gonna do with the computer and how am i gonna look <laughs> stuff up and i guess i could take the laptop out there i just eh, you know i uh, didn't do it um it is nice again though i mean um like i said i had a better day than than team usa did and and
1: was, <laughs> and your day wasn't so great either. Right? No, I get it.
0: Sinus infection and headache oh, and God. all day. And, yeah, that's not good. Uh, no, but I didn't lose seven to two either. So, um, it just it wasn't good. You know, it just like I said, it just looked like the Chechens had played together more.
1: So, so and, again, I'm going to steer this back until you answer this question, this two point right. question: Do they have the wrong lineup? Do they have too many quote-unquote all-stars and not enough fill-in grinders, hard workers? And Okay, let me take the hard work statement out. Fill-in grinders, guys that aren't used to being the stars. We know that the Aiden Parks and the Will Zellers and the guys that play at Shattuck St. Mary's, they are the stars of a very good team. And if you keep bringing stars together, who grinds for you?
0: Well, I get it. I get it. I mean, I didn't see anybody be overly fickle, but I didn't see anybody walk away from the, gr- from the physicalness either.
1: No, and I'm not, you don't take physicalness in the grinding. I'm talking about guys that are willing to play defense uh, on the third and fourth line or to check the best line so that your, your first liners can get a little open ice against the second or third line, uh, That type of thing, that's what I'm talking about, because I'm sure they're all physical. I'm sure they're all fast. I'm sure they're all skilled. I just wonder if the roster is composed the way it needs to be composed to win a tournament. And, um, you know, you can look at it on paper. When you look at it on paper, it almost knocks you over. You and I talked about that already. Uh, Everybody's got a college logo next to them.
0: Right. But but that doesn't
1: necessarily mean that that's going to transfer to a uh, a winning team in a situation like this,
0: also very true. I mean, I it's, I mean, Lord knows I can't imagine the the thought of admitting that you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of, you.
1: yeah. It's, but it's okay.
0: Um, at the same time, you sit here and you look at uh, a lot of these guys that. Uh, we're playing on, and I, 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 want, I guess the summer selects are too old, right? Because that's for the world juniors, right? Correct. Yes, okay. correct. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um,
1: but some know. of these guys would have been on the under 18 national team that played all year.
0: Yeah, I just, I don't know, it just was something missing. I mean, could it have been there that was something missing last
1: last year, too, when they played yeah, Chechia?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess we'll find out in the morning when they play the Swedes, and I have something to compare it to.
1: Okay, so so part two of the question. So let, let's forget about the roster, compo- uh, compos- <laughs> the roster composite. Yeah, composition. That's the word I'm looking for, composition. Let's forget about that for a moment. You lost one game. You know that you got several more to play. How important is losing this one game?
0: Very important. You're only playing three.
1: So what do they have to do what do they have to do now in the final two games to to get out of it?
0: Well, we're gonna see what kind of desperation they play with. We're gonna see. Because that's you know, we're we're gonna see if they actually do come and play with the desperation that they're gonna have to. Uh to win these last two games, because if you don't, you're not going to the medal round. You can't be one and two, I don't believe, and go to the medal round. So.
1: So, if you're head coach, you know who it
0: is. Luke Strand, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, The lookalike to Mike Hastings. (laughs) Anyway, if you're you're Luke Strand, Mm -hmm. and you've got to put this together in a very short period of time, less than 24 hours, what, what's, your, what's your strategy? What do you want to do um, between now and then besides sleep and rest and nourishment to get these guys on the right page? How do you convince them that um, this was not the way to start a tournament?
0: Um, you know, the coach speak will just tell you, hey, guys, throw yesterday away. If you want to play more than three games and do all that work, um you better bring it today. Not tonight? No. Well cuz it'll be tomorrow morning here. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> anyway.
0: And yeah, I and it's not even tonight over there. It's like 3:30 <laughs> in the afternoon.
1: Okay. <laughs> so anyway, as we look at uh what they no, have and
0: by, and, and by the way, just and we, we we don't we have we don't focus on it because they don't have a lot of college players on the team. Uh, it Yet. wasn't too good on the other side of the border this afternoon either.
1: Yeah, a Finland. You want, beat, do you want to update that?
0: Finland beat Team Canada nine to five or nine to six, and that game I guess was tied at some point five five, um, and. You know, I only saw highlights, obviously. Um, but it did not look like there was a whole lot of uh, cohesion in Team Canada's roster either. Not when you give up nine goals.
1: Okay, that's another good point. So we got to talk about this again then based on that score and based well, on Well, they're going to do USA the same score. thing. I mean, these teams uh, yeah. are going to do the same thing. No, I right? get I it. Mean, I get it. But is there too much? Building of skilled players on a roster to highlight the skilled players, but not have enough of the guys that you need to win. You need glue guys. You need grit guys. You need you need some of those guys. Whether it's just one or two or three, you got to have somebody that says, "Hey, you know what? I'm not. I'm not the guy. I'm not the Connor McDavid. I'm not the Connor Bedard." I'm, I'm the guy that, that puts this team on his back and says, you will not get through me, Chechia. When I'm on the ice, you know, because uh, I think that's what they're both missing. I think the focus right now too much on putting all these stars together, and we've talked about this uh, with the depth of players that come into NCAA hockey in the fact that there are so many talented players right now that if you take the best of the best and put them together, yeah, you've got the best of the best. But you have the best team, Canada, USA.
0: Here's how you. Re- I, I, this is the only way I can respond to that. And that's. Yes. You know,
1: it's
0: not like these guys I'm right. haven't. No, I hate that. God, no. <laughs> I, I hate that. Um, you know, these guys. It's not like these guys never played together. But at the same time. You know, no no one's done that. Didn't do it last year in the Five Nations Cup. Didn't do it today. And I'm not trying to knock these guys. They're still kids. They're still 17-year-olds.
1: No, no, I'm not. I'm not. and, And let's make sure we're very clear on that, too. I'm not knocking the kids. I'm talking about the roster composition because I told you, and I kind of pumped the chest out on a couple of guys that were big and building the roster along with the coaching staff, and we, or I, <laughs> said that I thought this coaching staff might be one of the best they ever assembled for a group of this, of this age group. Um, and I'm just wondering uh, if the composition of the players was missing something. Not that all of these guys sh- didn't deserve to be there. I'm just saying, like, you, how many first-line centers can you have? How many second-line forwards or left wings can you have you know you got to have a blend and if he's so similar talent wise and so much leaders and scorers and all of those things on their teams that they came from how how do you find guys to buy in to different types of roles that you need to win a championship especially in a seven game tournament or whatever it is
0: that's a really good question. I I mean, obviously there is uh, something missing. And if it was Herb Brooks. Okay, they these guys are not getting Frank, a year to play. Patrick. Yeah, but these guys are not getting a year to play together like they like the 80 <laughs> Olympic team did. I mean, come on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm just saying that they looked for players that uh, filled roles. They so oh, didn't uh, just listen, look for the very yes. best players.
0: Right. They weren't looking for the, the best players, Craig. You were looking for the right players. Um, exactly. Can I? Yeah, but but the, the the fact of the matter is this is not that situation. Um, You would think that they'd have a little bit more insight. But.
1: Right. And, and at, I'm the same,
0: at the same time, uh, at the, at the summer select, right? The U.S. lost both white and blue lost yesterday, and they both won today. So,
1: yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, let me uh, let me take the onus off the coaches uh, for just a moment too. Then, um, if if they go out there and select teams. And they, they put them together, and they, they have really good – I told you, they have two really good guys that were um, not on the coaching staff but on the uh, roster development or the selection staff um, that really worked on this. But that I, I just think, is it on the players? Are there just too many talented players? And when you're going through this process, you're looking at them, you're going like, I can't leave him off. I can't leave him off. I can't leave him off. Are there just too many talented players to really build a winning short tournament championship?
0: Right now you'd have to say yes.
1: Or you can just say you're right.
0: No, I'm not saying that. Screw that.
1: (laughs) I know, but we wanted to cut that little clip out so I could play it over and over again.
0: Well, and you would. This was exactly <laughs> why I didn't say it.
1: Anyway, that's never happened. Anyway, so so that's where they stand. They play again tomorrow. Then they'll play again uh, Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. And uh, they'll have to win these two games to uh, foster a chance and, at a uh, medal round.
0: Yeah, and not for nothing. You can't take penalties like they took to go down those two men right after they tied. School. No, no, they were just dumb. Were you
1: just, can never take. To go down two men, ever. No, I don't listen, care if they're good but, penalties or bad penalties. You can't afford to play five on three.
0: You, you can't. Am I right again? Square in the middle of the ice when the guy hasn't had the puck for a few seconds and it was clear. Like a high hit. I mean, come on. What are you doing? Just dumb penalty. I'm not
1: thinking. You're not thinking yeah, is it's what it dumb. is. Okay, so let's uh, let's leave the uh, holinka Gretzky Cup right. uh, for a moment. Let's talk about the summer showcase. You already brought up a little tease that uh, both blue and white USA teams lost uh, in their games yesterday. Right. Better fortune today, though, wasn't
0: it? Well, yeah. I mean, they got a ten-one win team white over Sweden, and a four-to-one win team blue over uh, Finland. So, you know, uh, I mean, you gotta figure out, you know, you gotta get it done. I mean, now I'm trying to, because I don't know what the heck USA hockey is doing with their website, I'm trying to find a box score. Um,
1: well, I'm looking at the four, one game right now. Right? And they, they I'm... jumped, they jumped out to a, a lead, two goals within about a minute and a half. Um, Paul Fisher and Gavin Brindley. Um, by the way, Will Smith got an assist on the, uh, the Brindley goal. Yeah, so well they it got just
0: sounds like they played angry from yesterday. That's they, all. Yeah,
1: they did. And that's the way the first period ended two nothing team USA. Then Gabe Peralt got them uh, or Perot, however you want to say it. Um, got them a power play goal again from Will Smith, who by the way is playing way above his <laughs> way below where he should be. I should say um, he's just more talented than a lot of guys on the ice. Uh, then uh, um, uh, Finland got a goal in the second period. And then uh, Danny Nelson put it away in the uh, late in the second period Um And then the third period was scoreless, which tells you that this team knows how to shut down opponents, at least in this game.
0: There were a bunch of penalties, too, but, um, you know, you can tell just by the fact that the U.S. only gave up 18 shots. That particular team uh, seems like it has uh, the ability to shut it down. Um, you know when you only give up eighteen shots in a game and the u s only got twenty four so it's not like they were a buzzsaw in in that game
1: so- okay let me um let me reiterate what I said last night about this <laughs> this uh this uh team um white for uh, Team USA. Let, let me go through this box score real quick. Uh, Trey Augustine played 40 minutes. Um, I don't believe he gave up a goal. <laughs> Maybe he gave up one. I can't. Yeah, I guess he did give up one. Um, so he was sharp, obviously. Let, let me read you some names of these 10 goals and tell me if anything sounds familiar. The first three will not. Ryan Leonard, William Whitelaw, Eric Polkamp, but then listen to this, Frank Nazer the third, Frank Nazer the third, Lane Hudson, Cutter Gauthier, Frank Nazer the third, Cutter. I, I don't know if it's Gauthier or Gauthier. He he told me to and I should know. Cutter Gauthier well, again, <laughs> <laughs> Frank Nazer again. That's four. Um, Cole Iserman. Uh Zach Schultz, Charlie Strammel, Sam Rinzel.
0: I scored ten goals. I mean, that's you know. Let's, um... <laughs> you get my
1: point, though. Four of them came from uh, <laughs> from the guy that uh, I told you was going to have a pretty big tournament because I watched him last year and I thought he, he was a stud, just waiting to break out. And Lane Hudson, by the way, was uh, in on almost every one of those <laughs> those plays as well, either uh, with a some primary insane, assist or.
0: He, he he made some insane plays. He was he's just. Man, is he
1: playing above his level? too? Uh,
0: no. Well, no, he's not. He's not. You're telling me that he
1: level. he's at this level because I think he's way above this well, level. That's it.
0: Uh, he's not. I mean, he's. You know, I mean, they're looking at their chops that they get him back. Bu for another season, right? Uh Montreal's probably looking at their chops. If they got him as a second-round pick. Um,
1: yeah, how the heck does that happen, by the way?
0: I don't know, but, you know, you're sitting there, and now you you know, you got a guy that you just give him the puck, and he's going to get it out of your zone, and you can't. And he might
1: just set you up for goal, by the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think he'll be uh, definitely in the early conversation for Hobie Baker.
1: And I can argue with you on that one.
0: All right, um, and that BU team is going to be insane. I know we talk about uh, the, the the North Dakota roster, and rightfully so. And the question really at uh, in in you know at BU is going to be almost the same as it is uh, for the other maroon and gold team. Are they going to get the goaltending? Are they going to get the goaltending? Yep. Boy, boy is that 100% correct. Drew Camisso is gone. Vinny Duplessis is gone. Um, Basically, their entire goaltending roster from last year is gone. And that is going to be the huge, giant question for BU going into the season. Because, again, just loaded. Loaded. With, uh, you know, between draft picks. And 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 guys that are just play, that just playing at a high level. Um just my lord. I mean, hockey is probably gonna be a beast this year. You know, like I said, you're sitting there they will and,
1: be much better than last year, Paul.
0: Yeah, I mean BU as a whole is, Yeah. Like I said, BU is gonna be like like I said, gonna be like that other Maroon goal team. Are they gonna get a goalie? Are they gonna get any goaltender? And if they do they're going to score. They're gonna well, score. let me
1: let me tell you two teams in the NC. well, three teams in the NCHC, which I feel, well, <laughs> three teams right now uh, that will have very good goaltending and could be a thorn in the side of a national tournament trip for either one of those two teams. North Dakota, I believe, has got a goaltender. Colorado College, I believe, has a goaltender. And Denver, I believe, has a goaltender. I'm not taking anything away from St. Cloud State or any of the rest of the teams in the NCHC. I'm just bringing those three to the forefront and telling you that if you've got to get to a national tournament and you're not sure about your goaltending, there are three teams that have pretty solid offense and defense, but they also have that backstop. I think that might be the thing that keeps BU and Minnesota from winning national championships this year.
0: Well, you know, Matt Davis for Denver has shown flashes.
1: He just needs to play, baby. He we're, just we're, needs well, to that's play. That's what
0: we got to see, right? How Can he do it over the long haul? Yeah,
1: he just needs to play.
0: Okay. Yes, he um, can. Well, we're going to find out, right?
1: Yeah, I'll tell you. Yes, um, he can.
0: I don't think I, I, we know Ludwig Pearson can play. And, you know, for the first time in his college career he's gonna have people in front of him yeah
1: the question is will will that uh make him as sharp as he was in miami because he knew he was the backstop in miami he knows that he might not have to stop everything at north dakota i don't know if he'll change his mindset or not but we'll find out
0: well you would hope not i mean you would hope he would play yeah, i know but
1: it's human nature it's human nature my friend when they find out when those defensemen at North Dakota and those forwards start swirling and and playing around and heading down the ice, you can get mesmerized as a goaltender. And you have to stay focused. He's not going to see nearly the shots that he saw at Miami. No. And and you asked Joey Decord, or I asked Joey Decord that a couple of different times this year um, in, in Coachella Valley, uh, how difficult was that? If your team didn't allow you any shots, and he said, boy, it's hard to stay focused because you want to play the puck. So if you're not getting shots, you at least want to move the puck so that you can stay active in the game. You can't just sit back in that crease and hope that, you know, when when it's your time, you can perform. You want to be involved right from the get-go.
0: Well, listen, I mean, you do as a goalie. You want to get those first few shots in. But I think the fact that he's got a chance to win.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. That is a great point. Now he knows what's in front of him, and he knows that if he does what he did at Miami, they're going to win a lot more games.
0: They're win a lot of games, a lot of games. Uh, I mean, just
1: <sighs> okay. You're let's sick. do this. Let's take a break, and let's come back and see what else we got on the docket for the second half of the show in just a few minutes.
0: When you talk about the best of Las Vegas, you're talking about the best of the best. So when you're at Jesse Ray's barbecue and you're a three-time winner of the best of Las Vegas award, it speaks for itself. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, come and save our People's Choice Award-winning barbecue ribs. Or maybe just come in and pick up a bottle of our best in Las Vegas barbecue sauce to take home. Open seven days a week. You can order online at jesseraysbarbecue.com. And for an occasion that will be remembered for a long time, call us for all of your catering projects at Jesse Ray's Barbecue Today. customizable for your team or with your favorite players name and number summer skates the ultimate hockey players footwear are perfect for players in the desert or even for just wearing around the house head to icetimehockeywest.com and click on the summer skates link to get your personalized koozies and shower shoes today Passion, talent, development. NCAA hockey offers all that and its players graduate at a 93% rate. Trevor Zegers. And they score on the lacrosse move. Jake Gensel. Jake
1: Gensel banks Gensel. it towards the goalie. Score. scores! Gail McCarr.
0: Before the NHL stage. Whether you're a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at college hockey. After a hard day at work or a long week, what's better than good comfort food to put you at ease? At the Spaghetti Shack, we say the answer is comfort food that's made by somebody else. The Spaghetti Shack has taken spaghetti and meatballs. The classic Italian comfort food to a portable level. ASU alumni owned and operated the Spaghetti Shack has three locations at 6340 South Aurora Road in Tempe, the ASU location at 922 East Apache Road and 952 West White Mountain Road in Pine Top. For lunch, dinner, or catering as well, call us at 480-687-2485 or order online at thespaghettishack.com. This is ITHSW Podcast's College Hockey Coast to Coast from the
1: Summer Skate Studios on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Indeed it is College Hockey Coast to Coast. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a beautiful Newport Beach, California. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein from that big, beautiful estate out on Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, kind of a great way to uh, get through three quarters of the show talking about future college players, but You got anything going on in the NCAA world that we need to talk about currently?
0: Well, there are two things. One's um, pretty simple. Um, When, uh, you know, Eric largan got his contract extension, he was told that he would get a third coach. And uh, that happened today. They announced um, uh, a gentleman by the name of PD Melgoza. I assume it's pronounced. He's. Uh, been in the USHL with Waterloo and uh, he will be uh, the third coach uh, with uh you okay know, with, so with 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 Fairbanks oh and he spent time uh, in Anchorage so that'll be
1: <laughs> nice little tie-in
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so that'll be uh, and we've an talked about little- this
1: on other shows but I think it's worth bringing up one more time. Um, this third coach, how big a role is that going to play in two areas of NCAA college hockey? Number one, another set of eyes on the ice during practice, but maybe more importantly, one of the guys that's out recruiting will will be doing that and focusing on that, and there'll still be a guy on the bench helping out the head coach and whatever else, uh, maybe a grad assistant or whatever. Um, how important is that going to be? How important will that third person be, and will that make a difference in the wins and loss column for NCAA teams across the board?
0: Uh, listen, eventually it has to equal out to 500 because every team's got to win, and, every, and, and, and you know, basically one team wins and one team loses. But uh, uh, goes has got some goalie coaching experience, so I'm sure that did not hurt. You know, he's he's got some Alaska experience, state of Alaska experience and connections, which also helps. And, you know, so he's not coming into a situation blind where he doesn't know. And, you know, if you have a guy that's got some expertise with goalies... Especially not as the head coach. Um, that's just an extra set of eyes that and we face. It. We have these discussions all the time, right? Uh, most coaches do not have a lot of goalie experience.
1: Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Hold on. I said most. Greg Bowers.
0: No, no, no. Chris Mayotte. All coaches. I said a lot of coaches. Don't, 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 don't be going there.
1: I'm just telling you that there's a lot more than you think that have yeah. uh, goaltending backgrounds these days uh, than maybe they were in the past.
0: Yes, but as the head coach, you can't really narrow down your focus. In frank, Territory. Okay, Again, as the head coach, you have a <laughs> lot more responsibilities if you have an assistant coach. That's got some goalie expertise that helps a lot. Peter Menino. Right. Um, are we going to do that, by the way? Are we going to do what? I oh, don't you know what we were talking about this afternoon. <laughs> no. Oh, okay.
1: That is not ever happening. You sure? Not unless he pulls it off. Anyway.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'm not saying that we had to do it. I'm just asking. <laughs>
1: oh, goodness. Don't get me in trouble right now.
0: Ah, that's easy enough. To, I don't have to get you in trouble. You do that enough on your own. Yeah,
1: that's a good point.
0: Um, So obviously it made a made the, you know, uh, Eric Larkin feels it makes a difference where he wouldn't have specifically made and put that in the contract.
1: No, no, absolutely. Okay, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see what that third coach does and how it translates uh, to the win column because we really know – uh, I know it's about player development, getting an education, and all that good stuff, but you don't keep your job if you don't have a winning percentage.
0: Oh, no, no, no. I get that. I, I get that. Uh, you know, I, that's...
1: Okay, so what else you got? Fairbanks is the third coach.
0: All right, well... Um...
1: Peter Menino is an associate head coach now. Right. Peter, if you're listening, I know you are. I know you are. So just, well,
0: eventually you'll be listening
1: anyway. He'll, he'll listen to it at live. some point in time, but congratulations, Ken, man. You deserve that role. He told me today in a text message, he goes, you know, I really enjoy working with mail. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs>
1: Who wouldn't? I told you I'd run through a wall for that guy. Uh,
0: well, yeah, we, we know that you wave <laughs> the pom-poms. We get it. <sighs> um, we, we totally get that. All right, so, and here's the other kind of thing going on, college hockey. All right. Um, we, we've talked often about the portal on this program.
1: Have we really?
0: Occasionally <laughs> we bring it up. But it, it came into play today, uh, at least publicly. Uh, one of the top recruits at Vermont, Alex Bump, <laughs> was a fifth-round pick. What's so he, he going to do? Filthy Delphia. Oh, he's leaving Vermont. He went He pointed, He went. into the portal, right? Where is he going to go? That is the big question, right?
1: Oh, I heard a little bird say that he thought he might know where he was going to land. It wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. You're not a little bird.
0: No, I'm I'm not little at all. Forget about a bird.
1: <laughs> I, I saw a little X. Okay, it used to be a little bird on Twitter. Now it's. I saw an X. Say something about uh, he might end up in your favorite hockey team.
0: Um, I don't think he's going that far west.
1: No, he's going halfway across the country.
0: He's going to Mankato?
1: No, not there either.
0: He's going to Grand Forks? <laughs> no,
1: no, not there either. No, not Lyndon Wood, not Omaha, not Augustana. None of those. Play right i got away, a feeling Augustana. he may be a golfer because uh, guess what? We talked about this the other day. A spot opened up on that Minnesota Golden really? Gopher roster. When did that happen? Uh, that happened the other day when Mr. Cooley signed the ELC. Oh, I don't remember. Could don't that remember be? That. Could that be a need being fulfilled? <sighs> a need?
0: Yeah. A want? And I guess. Yeah. And, and, a surplus? And, uh, I don't know if you'd call it a surplus, but, um, you know, this is kind of the way it's supposed to be, right? It is. Um, <laughs> Hold on a minute. That's the way it's supposed to be. In what way? You you go to a you pick a school and the coach leaves or gets fired. You should have the right to see if you want to go play somewhere else.
1: Yeah, yeah. You should have that right. I get it. You know, uh, I, I get
0: I, You know, I mean, I'm not gonna sit here. Like I said, we we we're not big. We're we're not pro portal, but we're not anti portal either. You might be anti. No,
1: no, though. no. I I get the portal. I just say you can't abuse it, right? Like you just can't jump into it every year because you you want to. Yeah, you don't feel like you got the best of your opportunity every year. No, no, no. At one time, one time in the portal, and that's it.
0: You know. Um. So that'll be an interesting uh, situation to, to 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 look at. Uh, maybe. Um. He goes to the other side of the water bottle.
1: What side is that?
0: Not the green and white side. The red and white side. You think? I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Could go to Wisconsin. Why not? He could. They have a new coach.
1: Yeah, he could. Got a feeling he's going to Minnesota, though, because somebody left that building, that program.
0: Oh, that's possible.
1: There's a hole there.
0: There's a hole in the bucket, dear Eliza. There's a big giant hole.
1: <laughs> so why not jump in and fill that hole instead of go to another spot where you got to fight it out? You know there's a spot open.
0: Um, yeah, but uh, you don't think that um, – I don't know if you went to – Ray Boyne at uh, Augustana, they wouldn't find a way to get him in?
1: I didn't say that.
0: Okay. Let, let's so, be honest here. I'm going to be in Augustana talking, in about
1: a week, and I don't think that not, that they're going to come out and say, hey, put us down for a national championship because uh, we're ready.
0: Oh, I wasn't talking about a national championship. Okay,
1: well, then he go to Minnesota, and he's going to say,
0: well, he could.
1: I can get us there. Uh,
0: well, I I'm can not,
1: help get us there.
0: Maybe. I'll say it again, say what I said last, in, in the last show we did, because it feels kind of weird. You know, every once in a while I think about, should we say last night? Because we don't know what order people are listening in.
1: In a previous show.
0: Yeah. Right? I'm just saying, you don't want to say last night, because... You say tonight?
1: Happen. No. Well, I want you to say tonight.
0: Well, what it fits. And tonight <laughs> is not <night>. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, you know, you're, 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 we're, we're sitting here and, you know, this is July 31st and this is when he announced publicly that he's going to be in the portal, at least it became public that he's going to be in the portal and you know how it plays out. You know, we're not talking about a guy that was projected to be a bottom six player, a bottom six forward. We're talking about a guy that's supposed to be a top six forward. And we don't know how many phone calls he got today or tonight. Oh, maybe.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and you're right. That that's that's exactly how the portal should work. If you have a situation like Vermont has, and you made a commitment, and now the person you committed to is not any longer there, uh, yeah, you should have the opportunity to transfer. So, good for the NCAA in creating that. Spot in the portal. I still don't like the fact that you can just pick up and go whenever you want, but um, well, you know,
0: in this case, he's warranted though because his coach left.
1: Right, that's saying that's the way it's supposed to work. Okay, so we know that we know. Did I mention that Peter Menino is now the associate coach for the Colorado College
0: Tigers? Stop it! Just stop it.
1: (laughs) We're going to ask Coach May out if he likes that.
0: We're he's gonna not ask on him. here every night. <laughs> he he he's not on here with you three times a week. <laughs> Maybe he will one day. One day, but this ain't it. <laughs> okay. Um, right. What else you got? Also, you know, this being July thirty first, right? Tomorrow, uh, August first. You know, as we once again say that we understand uh, that you're probably not listening to this live. Um, players going into their junior high junior year of high school can start announcing verbal commitments. So that'll be something to look out for. You were engaged in a little conversation with somebody today about
1: players doing that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I think we mentioned it briefly in the last show we did. Um, that, that college hockey needs to do more of that, you know, um,
1: that, yeah, I think those fourteen-year-olds involved... should just start jumping out there and seeing where they want to
0: go. Okay, but we're not talking. We're talking about <laughs> I know sixteen to seventeen, right? Guys going into their junior year. Now, I I, I think that's a little too early, I guess. But...
1: I do too, because here's the thing: college hockey. There are very few players that just go right from their high school team uh, right into
0: college when they're eligible. They usually play a year or two of junior. Right, and so you're talking about making a verbal commitment for three or four years down the line. That's a lot. That's a lot, absolutely. That is a ton. So, and we see
1: a lot of guys change that commitment. We see a lot yes, of universities did. talk to those players yes, and we go, did. you know, things have changed now since you've committed, and maybe you want to reconsider.
0: Oh, and I'm sure that that goes on all the time, but the the, the point is... Because you like to say relevancy and being out there. Oh, and I do and like to front. say relevancy. Yes, you do. Yes, you do.
1: Almost as much as I like to say
0: tigers. <sighs>
1: <laughs> anyway, go on. No. I, I, I kind of jammed I up your no, thought processor. Go ahead.
0: Um, yeah, so we're sitting here and, and get it out there. Get it out there. I mean, first of all, we let us find out what your name is. Bef- so w- when you go in there, we have a little bit of expectation. I'm not sitting here and saying that, uh, you know, we should expect uh, things like, um, you know, where you're uh, expected like Macklin Celebrini. Uh, nice name drop.
1: Nice name drop.
0: You know, uh, where you're expected to possibly be the first pick in next year's draft. <laughs> you know, we know those nice guys. Nice name drop. We know those guys. Right? But, you know, if you're one of the others, right, if you're one of the guys that that maybe not at that level because we get to hear about those guys, Um you know uh, let's 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 start getting a chance to know and follow some of these guys even in the USHL and the NHL
1: yeah good stuff by the way the NHL is having their showcase and the number of teams that are going to that showcase in Blaine Minnesota in about a month is absolutely insane it is insane the number of uh, players that are a uh, number of teams that are going there i cannot believe year, right yeah, well, I was up, yeah, and I was there a couple of years ago, and it was just a circus. I mean, there was people and coaches, and 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 believe me, every coach will send somebody. There will be a bunch of people that will be there uh, scouting that. But um, because you can see everybody, you know, <laughs> pretty much in one spot. It's not like you got to drive around. You just walk around one of the four or eight rinks, or however many they got there. Too many. Yeah, well, and they'll all be full. But it is a hotbed of hockey. Oh, The state of hockey, some would say.
0: Um, Yeah, except some of us would not. (laughs)
1: Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Um,
0: Yeah, so, so yeah, I
1: agree. I think think there should be a little bit more self-promotion, even if it is a little younger. Uh, You know, the Five Nations, there's some guys, like I told you about, that I saw that I could tell you were going to be guys to watch the next (laughs) couple of years. Will Zellers, Aiden Park. Um, guys like that just jumped right out at you, but and, you know, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of guys that we won't hear about and there's a lot of hockey teams, a lot of
0: lockers. Right. And, and I'm going to sit here and like, we know that these players all have quote unquote advisors. Right. It's a, it's, it's an accepted practice. It's not, is it it's not under the table anymore? Right. It's is it semantics? Advisors, agents? Okay, whatever. All right, but let's go, advisors. Let's let's get your players' names out there. Let's 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 hear them. Let's see. You know, make the fan base get excited. Will there be disappointment too? Of course. You know, if your team doesn't get a player that everybody's anticipating to be a good player, is that disappointing? Of course. Can but I tell go. you
1: what what that small problem in that is though? Um, guys don't want to be embarrassed and not, and I'm not putting this on the kid. I'm just saying that when you're looking at a 14, 15, 16 year old kid, you're not sure if he's done growing, you're not sure where his talent level is. You don't know how good he's going to be. Connor Bedard. Yes. Uh, the rest of the world though, probably aren't too many like that. So a lot of these advisors, and I'm using their quotes, Will go like, yeah, I, you know, I think he might be pretty good, but I don't know if I want to put him out there yet because I just need to see more. And I think that might be why you're seeing uh, a lot of these agents going like, yeah, I'll put it out there when I'm pretty sure that he's a he he's a fit somewhere. Not not that I hope he's a fit.
0: Well, if you're getting if you're getting offers, somebody thinks you're a fit somewhere.
1: Yeah, I get it. I get it. But still I think uh, I think there's just a little bit of that because they don't want to miss on a guy uh, too often because then what ends up happening the coach is like yeah but he told me that so-and-so was gonna be pretty darn good and uh, by the way he didn't make it
0: well here's here's what here's what I I have part of the conversations I have with people all the time
1: hmm? hold, on, uh, hold on a minute you talk to people
0: yeah like, <laughs> okay I know it's shocking but um. as much as we sit here you and I talk about this a few times a week pretty much every week for however long it's been we've missed a few nights but for the most part every night okay. um,
1: including tonight uh,
0: the recruiting college hockey still kind of escapes me in terms of not necessarily, uh, you know, where they're going to go, but just kind of the whole process because it's so different. It's just – Yeah, it is. It is. You know, and, be, and because these guys are committing three and four years down the line, football and basketball and the other sports – you know, at most maybe they're committing a year ahead of time. With these guys for hockey, as we said a few minutes ago, you're you're committing for 3 or 4 years down the line.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a lot can happen. A lot. And usually can happen. does. Yes. Well, if we need to talk recruiting, um, I know a few people we get on the show to uh enlighten us a little bit more on that. Peter, if you're listening, I do need a guest now.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: He said he'd come on if we needed a guest.
0: Right. Well, I, and I'd like to, and I wish I knew, had a little more insight because part of the problem is right. Coaches can't really talk about specific players. So you kind of have to reach into their memory banks or you have to, to- go
1: get Leo Strom.
0: Yeah, and and that's fine. But once again, you know, there's only so much you can get with not being able to talk about play. You know, I understand not wanting to talk about specific players. Right? I mean...
1: We just opened up a Pandora's box that needs to be shut. It could go on forever. Right,
0: I get that. I mean... We we all know the road that Sidney Crosby took to the NHL. Shaddock, St. Mary. Okay, You're telling me that he didn't have any conversations with college coaches?
1: Oh No, I'm not saying that. I I know several coaches talk to.
0: Right. My point is no coach is ever going to acknowledge that.
1: No. No, because they want to keep their job.
0: Okay. No, no, no. Why would it be embarrassing if, you know, Hey, 10 years ago, I tried to recruit Sidney Crosby, but obviously it was more along the lines of, hey, if you decide you want to play college hockey for a year or two.
1: Um, that would be Austin Matthews as well for, for the record.
0: Okay, but we know that that Greg Powers gave him a courtesy call. We know that. He's told us.
1: Yep. Well, not you know, just Greg Powers.
0: I, I, I get Every that. team gave him a I, call. I'm sure, but that's not really a recruiting story. Most people knew that he was going to go play over in Europe for that one year.
1: And then be the number one pick and then end up playing on the team that you just love. One of your favorite teams in the NHL.
0: Should I do the read now?
1: Do the read now.
0: From the Summer Skate Studios, this has been College Hockey Coast to Coast, brought to you by Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player. Show off your game in style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. Buy Behind the Mask at behindthemask.com. No one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our three Valley locations and more. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA m one program on the East Coast at liberty.edu. The Caesars Sportsbook app. Proud partner of the NHL. College Hockey, Inc., your NCAA hockey resource. The Spaghetti Shack, classic Italian comfort food quickly with two locations in Tempe and one in Pine Top. Lunch, dinner, or your next catered event at thespaghettishack.com. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, where the action is from the Atlantic to the Pacific and around the world. And by FedEx, deliveries made easy no matter where you are the official delivery company of Ice Time Hockey West. College Hockey Coast to Coast and all of the Ice Time Hockey West podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app or download on your favorite podcast platform by searching and subscribing, I-T-H-S-W Podcasts, all one word. That's I-T-H-S-W Podcasts, all one word. If you like what you hear, tell a friend or leave a positive review. College Hockey Coast to Coast from the Summer Skate Studios Is a part of the IceTimeHockeyWest.com network.
1: Very well done, my friend. Uh, Two quick points. The first one is uh, FedEx loves delivering for us. Everybody except to you, they said. They didn't want to bring any packages to you. (laughs) And and on a serious note, uh, it is July 31st, which means tomorrow is uh, your final day if you want to join the American Collegiate Hockey Top 20 this is your chance to get in at a great rate. Market your program. We uh, we picked up Lake Superior State women's program today. So we got three women's spots left. We got eight spots for the men on the American Hockey, the non varsity side of things, on our podcast schedule, which is every Wednesday night. So we'll see you tonight, Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, new day, and we'll ask you to join us again tomorrow night for College Hockey West Weekly. Well, I will do my very best to bring on a really good guest to talk and have some great conversations for tonight. Good night, everybody. Bye.